Today's scripture lesson comes to us from the first chapter of the Gospel of John, verses 6 through 8 and 19 through 28. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, Thursday night saw an invasion of sorts here at St. Luke. The German Air Force descended on our parking lot in order to do a walking tour of the East Ridge Christmas lights. Since this is my first Christmas in El Paso, I decided to hang out with them and take the tour. Now, being that they were all German, I didn't understand much of the conversation. But one person, whom I'm calling the commander, made an effort to converse with me in English. Commander Gefeke told me they come every other year to see the light. He then proceeded to explain that until a couple of years ago, German Christmas decorations consisted of a few candles placed in the window and a few pyramids hung around the house. Christmas lights are fascinating to them, as they are to many of us, but even more so to the Germans, as it's not something that they often see in their homeland. Now, this short conversation with the commander made me start wondering about our Christmas traditions, specifically where the use of light as decorations came from. Interestingly enough, what I found out is that this is actually a German custom. (laughs) According to legend, Martin Luther the German priest who was instrumental in the Protestant Reformation, was so inspired by the beauty of the stars on Christmas Eve night 
that he cut an evergreen and put lighted candles on it to represent the starry sky above the stable on the night Christ was born. Over the years, this custom became increasingly more popular, even if there was a certain amount of danger from it with the dry Christmas tree and the open flame. Yet they did it anyway, and it wasn't just for aesthetic purposes. Flames, whether candles are on on a tree or a Yule log burning in the fireplace, were essential for both light and heat in the cold depths of the shortest days of the year. Light was a necessity for life in those cold and dark months in the middle of winter. Today, light is still essential for life. It is a necessity if we are to work or play after the sun goes down. It provides us with a means to see in the dark. And as my husband would say, it allows us to get from point A to point B while preserving our bodies from the things that jump out of the shadows at us. More than that, we, know, we now know that sunlight is the best source of the vitamin D that's necessary for strong bones and muscles. It's also a requirement for plant growth, oxygen production, and energy. And maybe the most important thing is that our source of light, the sun, is an anchor of sorts. It keeps the earth in an orbit roughly 93 million miles away, close enough that there is warmth and light, but far enough away that life is sustainable. As scientifically amazing as this natural source of light is, there is a supernatural source of light that is even more amazing. It is the source of light that John points us to in today's scripture. Like our son, Jesus, the light of whom John witnesses, provides light in the darkest nights of the winter of the human soul. In doing so, he becomes the source of our spiritual nourishment, providing the strength that we cannot find on our own accord. It is through Jesus that we grow in faith, learning to trust that what God is doing is good, even when we can't comprehend it at the moment. Jesus brings us hope for an eternity spent in his presence and gives us the energy we need to walk through our earthly life. Most importantly, though, Jesus is our anchor. He offers us the grace and forgiveness that keep us close to his side, while at the same time giving us the space to make our own choices in life. The Son sustains our biological life. God's Son sustains our eternal life. It is this Son the son with an O, which God sent John to testify, the one for whom he was to cry out in the wilderness and make straight the way. John, the witness, was a man of faith who was sent not as a prophet or as a messiah, but to prepare humanity for the coming of the one who was to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Brothers and sisters, it is now our turn to prepare. 
This Advent season reminds us that Jesus came, that he is come, and that he is coming again. We must prepare ourselves not only to receive him as our Savior, but also to witness to the light of the world. Just as God sent John to make the path straight, thus pointing the way to Jesus, so too is God sending us to point the way to the one that is coming again, for whom we are not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. As disciples of the risen Christ, we have been sent by God to go and make disciples of all nations and to be witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, or in our current translation, in El Paso, in Texas, and in all the United States. God has sent each of us to point to the Christ, the Christ child and the risen Christ, calling attention to him by our words and our deeds. As we wait with the anticipation of greeting an infant king, John is telling us also to heed the voice in the wilderness, the voice that is saying, get ready. God is doing something new and wonderful, even if we don't fully understand it. It's the voice telling us to open our hearts and our minds to this new and wonderful message that is far greater than any of us. John is telling us that mankind needs the light of the world that is coming into the cold of winter to continuously shine in the darkness of the human soul. The question for us then today is what are we doing to prepare the light of the sun or prepare to witness to the light of the sun? What are we doing to point to a small sphere of light shining in the darkness for all the world to see? Are we preparing ourselves to see where that light is coming from by stepping back from the busyness of the Christmas season to be still and silent? Are we spending time in prayer and meditation and Bible study? Are we listening for God's voice telling us where to go and what to say? How is it that we are pointing to Jesus in a manner that others can see him and believe. Advent is preparing us to receive a king who will reconcile us with our God. He is a king who is called Mighty Counselor, Prince of Peace, and the Great I Am. Yet he was born in a lowly cattle stall over two millennia ago. And one day he will come again to judge the quick and the dead. That day, he will reign in all his glory with truth, justice, and righteousness over his people. Today, John is reminding us that there is a light shining in the desert. It is more than just the light from a sun that gives us warmth and nutrients and energy by thermal and biological processes. It is much more than that. It's an eternal light from the Son of God, a light that sustains us by shining the light into the darkness of the human soul, bringing good news to the poor, release to the captives, sight to the blind, 
and liberty to the oppressed. This is the good news for us this Advent season. As we near Christmas and the celebration of the birth of of Jesus Christ, the word of God made flesh, step back. Be still and listen. There is a voice crying out in the wilderness. Do you hear it? Be still and look. Do you see it? There is a light shining in the cold darkness of human brokenness. We are being called to be the testimony for the one who came, who is come, and who is coming. We are being called to point to the light and say, Look, a light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not overcome it. Look, God has come to earth. Look, and behold the Lamb. God's chosen people waited for a Messiah who would save the world. One who would be called Jesus, son of David, son of Joseph, son of God, Messiah, Redeemer, and King. In just a few short days, we will celebrate his birth that brought with it the promise of hope, love, and joy for all people. He has promised that he will come again to reconcile God's people to him forevermore. God is doing something wonderful. He is bringing an amazing light into this world. As God sent John into the world all those years ago to cry out in the wilderness and to make straight the way of the Lord, he is also sending us out into the world. He is calling us to point the way to the light and then get out of his way so everyone can see it and know the great news of joy for all people. Amen and amen.